Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the seventh episode on fundamental ideas it's necessary to understand before developing our strategy. Last time, we discussed why decisions require disagreement and why good strategy isn't built on consensus. Executives focused on achieving consensus rarely give close attention to which activities exactly their strategy will require or to how those activities will be implemented and coordinated. They much prefer to leave the details, as they think of them, to the future. Why risk consensus? This is why one of the consequences of avoiding disagreement is that a gap opens between strategy and execution, and this is our topic for today. Business theory has long distinguished between strategy and execution, and business leaders and writers rarely question the distinction. Strategy is executives choosing what will be done, and execution is subordinates doing what executives have chosen. But in practice, there is no consistent way to distinguish choosers from doers. All employees, from the CEO to the most junior, must make choices every day about what they should do and how they should do it based on their understanding of the organization's purpose, priorities, and capabilities. There's simply no level of an organization at which people are doing without choosing or choosing without doing. No surprise, it's difficult to separate managers' performance on strategy from their performance on execution. A survey from PricewaterhouseCoopers found that leaders who are considered good at strategy are usually considered good at execution also. In fact, respondents to the survey linked strategy and execution at all quality levels. A leader who was considered neutral or worse at strategy had more than a 70% chance of being rated neutral or worse at execution, and vice versa. Moreover, it turns out to be very hard to define execution without including strategy in the definition. To take just one example, in a bestseller rated as one of the best business books of all time, the authors claim that strategies most often fail because they aren't executed well. But then they define execution as including strategy development. So why does the false distinction between strategy and execution persist? One reason is that it's great for executives and for consultants like me. If our strategies succeed, we get the credit. If they fail, we can blame managers or frontline employees. And this is the worst aspect of separating strategy and execution. It lays the foundation for disappointment and distrust between executives and the rest of the organization. If those who do are different from those who choose, it's inevitable that what is done will be different from what was chosen. An organization's plan is not a strategy. 
If it doesn't include a specific explanation of how the organization's approach will be implemented, as well as an assessment made in partnership with frontline employees of what will be necessary for the organization to be capable of implementing the approach. A brilliant strategy doesn't fail because of poor execution. Poor execution reveals a poor strategy because they're indistinguishable. My suggestion for today is to think about to what extent the senior management of your organization includes frontline employees in its decisions. We have only two more episodes in this series on fundamental ideas, and we'll begin tying the previous topics together next time by discussing where we most often find the barriers to an organization's success. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncy. Talk to you next time.